This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am Matt, but I am not your host today. And today's game will be pitting two Benchwarmer teams against each other. It will be uh, Marcus and myself versus Dan and Scott, and we'll talk to those folks in a moment. But first, we have a guest host today. Equipment manager Ian Hollenberg is going to be here to talk uh, to bring us through this game. So, Ian, how you been? What's new in the world? How's it going? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Um, all is well. I'm doing well. All's good. Um, it was 63 degrees today in New York City, so can't complain. Yeah, awesome. It was 80 degrees today in Omaha, so oh it's ex- totally exciting. So, all right, well, let's go over to the other teams then. Daniel, why don't you tell us what's going on in your world? How you been? What's new? Yeah. I did a deep dive of uh, M&M mashups on my way uh, before I came into the recording tonight. So the best one I heard, though, was the um, the My Shot from Hamilton with Lose Yourself. It's amazing. Oh, it is so good so good so i'm gonna have to watch my mouth tonight because it bleeds into my brain let it fly <laughs> a lot of bleeping all right scott what's going on in your world not much not much at all we were just before we started recording talking some baseball so i'm getting really excited for for baseball season to start up here uh it was brought to my attention also that i have never lost a game that ian has appeared on on this podcast so i'm hoping for the three-peat uh so i guess we'll see what happens i'm gonna throw it over to dan though for our team name inside baseball trying to come up with team names is getting to be you know just a chore um so i just asked scott what do you what do you eat he said i'm eating ice cream i said oh, what kind is that he said it's a chocolate vanilla fudge swirl i said well there's our nickname there's our team name right there so uh the two of us very appropriately are chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl um we'll let you figure out which one is which <laughs> chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl all right that's ian that's a big mouthful for you the whole night there got it all right marcus you and i are teaming up Marcus, how's it going? What's new with you? Um, we got a we got a spring football season that just started up, and nightmare scenario has ensued. I won't get too much into it um, because I could be here for the next forty five minutes talking about it. But when I was driving here or driving home to get here to this recording, uh, we had some weird weather in Washington today. We had uh, it was sunny while I was coaching. And then as I drove back to my place, it just looked gloomy and dark. So I really felt like Sarah Connor at the end of Terminator. And so basically while I was driving back, just in my head, I was listening to a podcast, but in my head was the Terminator theme. So I felt really cool. Uh, so yeah, that's what's new with me. I'm, uh, I am don't, I don't know the Terminator theme. Go ahead, Marcus. Go ahead and sing it. Hum it. <laughs> There's a storm coming. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I have no clue. I really don't. I'm Sarah Connor. You're the baby. (laughs) Doing this. All right. Well, uh, not a ton going on in my world. It's excited that uh, Lewandowski got three goals on Saturday, and uh, and Bayern beat uh, Dortmund. So that was nice. Uh, They're top of the table now. So we'll see. They got. uh, 10 more games left for him to break the all-time record, 40 goals in a single season, and he's only about six goals away from breaking the getting number two in the all-time Bundesliga goals. So 
excited about that. And here in a couple of weeks, we're going to be, I'm going to be take, making a trip down to Kansas City to uh, watch Byron, Byron play down there with a bunch of Kansas City people. And I'm going to hang out with a bunch of BTP Kansas City people with Walling and Southerd and a whole bunch of folks. So excited about that. All right. And our team today, since uh, Marcus uh, unfortunately got some news over the last couple of days that their starting quarterback for their team is has a broken collarbone. And I just generally of late have just been really busy with work and feel like I haven't been able to get much done. So we're just going to say that uh, we're broken. So, so Marcus and I are broken. I'm broken, Matt Hardy. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this uh, game underway and, and uh, send it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, thanks, Dan. Now we're going to hand it over to Ian to start off the game. All right, thanks, Matt. This tailgate's theme is three-time opening day starters. I'm going to name a baseball team in three years, and you need to tell me who started on opening day for that team in those years. Question one, Chicago White Sox, 2013, 2014, 2016. Yeah, we'll check in. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirls checking in. Broken, you can talk this one out. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna laugh at that all, all game <laughs> all night i'm gonna think about that all right um so i said mark burley but i think that's yeah. too like you marcus said it was too late for mark burley it does seem too late for him i don't know you know the thing about it is is i and scott hates it when i say this but that was prime time when my kids were young i wasn't watching baseball as much so it's like right outside of my window. I actually like when you say it. Yeah. See, I started watching I started watching baseball hardcore again like about three years ago or so. Ian, did you say 13, 14, and 16? Correct. Okay. Oh, so even up till 16. Oh geez. Yeah. Um, well, like see, I know PV was there for a little bit. And I don't and I know when they traded for him, I know it was kind of a big deal, but that even seems late for him. Cause like I know he wasn't good then. Let's just go with it. Might as well. I don't have anything else. Okay. We're going to reluctantly check in with Jake Peavy. Um, Dan and Scott? Um, I really, really liked him on the White Sox. I, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's been hurt the last few years, unfortunately, but we believe this is Chris Sale. So we checked in with Chris Sale. Oh. <laughs> yeah, one team receiving points. The correct answer is Chris Sale. And Jeff Samar just started for the White Sox in 2015 in that one year in between. All right. Question two, Cleveland Indians, 2000 through 2002. Who, what's, who are the Indians? The Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just had to mess with you there, buddy. I'm, I'm glad you caught that. The Cleveland baseball team, 2000 to 2002. We can check in. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fud swirls checking in. Um, broken. Talk this one out. CC Sabathia got traded to the Brewers like in 08, right? 
I almost thought that was too early for him. Oh wait. I mean, he when did he retire? Just last year. So the year before last, 19. So you're saying he played for yeah, 19 years and he would have started those three uh Cliff Lee? Yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking, but even him I'm not going to come up with a better one unless you think you know it. No. We can say Cliff Lee. That's fine. Okay. We're going to check in with Cliff Lee. Dan and Scott. I think this is big sexy. Bartolo Colon. Oh, Bartolo. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Bartolo Colon. He did star for the Indians before being traded to the Expos in a trade that's been discussed in this podcast before where the Indians got back um, Grady Sizemore and Cliff Lee and other pieces as well. Brandon Phillips. Everett Washington native Grady Sizemore. Podcast favorite, Grady Sizemore. I never, I didn't know that Bartolo Colon played for a single team longer than two seasons. So that's why I discounted him immediately. I, th- I thought it was late <laughs> for him. I thought he was already, I thought he had already been traded by then. CC Sabathia started the next two after that. He started in 03 um, and 04, and then again 06, 07, 08. Who was 05? Was it, was 05 Jake Westbrook? It was. Yeah. That was the only other guy I had on my list. Yeah. And then 09 was Cliff Lee. Oh, oh, nine, even that. Okay, so was, we were way. Yeah, off. that's why I was. I, I mean, I didn't have anything better because, like I said, I thought Cologne was earlier. Question three: Baltimore Orioles, twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. Let's check in. All right, Matt and Mark is checking in. Dan and Scott, talk this one out. I think you're right that it's too early for Bundy. Yeah. So then I'm thinking Jake Arrieta, but when when did he go to the Cubs and win the Cy Young? That was a couple years removed from Baltimore. Uh, Kevin Gaussman was there. That was around, but he, I don't think he would have started three no. straight. I'm trying to remember if they had like an, did they have like an innings eater? Maybe not someone necessarily very good, but you know, someone who was consistently throwing like six innings. Yeah. See, I think, and I think Arietta's too early for this. Yeah. They played the twins on opening day that in that, in there somewhere who was pitching for them that day. Um, oh, oh. I think it's uh, uh, Chris Tillman. Yes, that makes sense. Former Mariner uh, farmhand Chris Tillman. Yeah, I like that. He was. I think that's it. He was a longtime Oriole. Yeah, I'm good with that. Check it in. Um, Matt Marcus. Yeah, I knew this because it was a part of maybe the worst trade of all time, which was the Eric Bedard trade, which sent Adam Jones, Chris Tillman, and a bunch of other uh, solid pieces. I think George Sherrill was part. I. Anyways, awful. But yes, we also checked in with Chris Tillman. And both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Chris Tillman. And Marcus took my flavor text. So yeah, terrible trade for the Mariners. Um, Adam Jones, George Sherrill, Chris Tillman, and I believe two other prospects for Eric Bedard. All right. Well, after tailgate, we have uh, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl with 30 points. And us broken fellows only have 10. We're uh, following suit with our name here. So. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com benchwarmersTP. Thanks. That brings us to the first quarter, pre and post game. 
pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Pre and post game, question one. This five-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, and 2018 NL wins leader was the first Oklahoma Sooner selected in the 2016 NFL Draft. That's it. That works. We're checked in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Uh, Broken, you can talk this one out. If I could get to the NFL draft part of this, I feel like it would help a lot. But you said Scherzer. Yeah, and I think Lester had a lot of wins that year too. Do you have any idea on the draft pick? I mean, the guys that are in that area would be like Joe Mixon. Um, he was a second-round pick. I don't know. Can you come up with anything that goes – I'm even blanking on Lester's first name. So John Lester. John Lester, <laughs> I think. <laughs> No, I, d- I don't. So 2016 NFL draft, Oklahoma. So 2015 season. Okay. Uh, what about uh, uh, um, Sterling Shepard? Is there anything that ends in. Oh, John Les Sterling Shepard. John Les Sterling Shepard. Okay. We're going to check in with John Les Sterling Shepard. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Yeah, we were trying to figure out the pitcher, and, and Dan said John Lester, and that made sense with the three World Series, uh, you know, with the Sox, obviously, and, you know, the Cubs. Uh, and then it was trying to figure out the player, and I was like, is this Orlando Brown? John Lester, Orlando, but it, a couple years too soon for him. Then just kept thinking and finally landed on Sterling Shepard. So we also checked in with John Lester, Sterling Shepard. And both teams receiving points. Answer is John Lester, Sterling Shepard. Interestingly enough, Oklahoma had four first-round picks in 2010, and then they had a first-round pick, at least one first-round pick every year from 2018 to 2020. But from 2011 to 2017, they only had one first-rounder, and that was Lane Johnson. Sterling Shepard was the 40th overall pick in the 2016 draft and the first Oklahoma Sooner selected. Mm. All right, question two. This 2014 Fred Boletnikoff winner was a three-time first-team All-Metro Conference selection and was selected three picks before Glenn Rice in the 1989 NBA draft. We'll check in. All right, Broken, checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge twirl. Talk it out. Do you know who the first pick in 89 was? That was never nervous Purvis Ellison. Okay, that's who it's going to be then because I'm pretty sure Glenn Rice went fourth. Okay, so Purvis? I don't remember a receiver named Purvis. It's Amari Cooper. Amari Purvis Ellison. Yeah. There it is. Broken, your answer? Um, yeah. Um, I was I knew Justin Blackman was around that time. Uh Des Bryant. Um, and I was just struggling to make somebody with Mon to start. And then Matt came through with Amari Cooper and he said, I, I had it already, but he goes, Sam Perkins question mark, and with a smiley face, because he obviously Matt obviously knew that didn't that didn't fit. But then I went, Oh. Duh, never nervous Purvis. Uh, so we also checked in with Amari Koo Purvis Ellison. And both teams receiving points. Yeah, so Purvis Ellison went to Louisville, which was a member of the Metro Conference before it merged with the Great Midwest Conference to form Conference USA. All right, question three. This golfer 
who in 2013 became the first Brit in 17 years to win a major championship, is a midfielder for Manchester City and the U.S. national team. We're going to check in. <laughs> All right, Broken's checking in. Um, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk it out. As if that's going to help. Um, I, I think it's Justin Rose. Yeah, the time frame makes sense. That, that was around the time he kind of rose up to relevancy, I remember. Kind of rose up, huh? Yeah, see what I did? It's a U.S. player that plays for Man City? Right. I mean, I hardly know anybody that plays for Man City. And surely not any Americans. Um, yeah. Plus, there's a women's team. Oh, okay. So maybe this is just Rose then. Um, sure, I suppose. Okay, if if there's a a women's soccer player name from the national team named Rose, I don't know who it is. Okay, so we need a lucky last name. Sure, Rose from Titanic. I. Oh, what was her last name? I don't know. That doesn't help. Rose Winslet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Check it in. That's it. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Checking in with Justin Rose Winslet. Uh, broke in your answer. Well, we also had a joke answer because we don't know anything about that second part of that question. But I do know a British golfer, and it wasn't Justin Rose. So we have checked in with Lee West Woody Dantzler, my favorite Clemson quarterback. <laughs> um, neither team receiving points. Dan and Scott, you were really close. The golfer is Justin Rose, and the soccer player is a Rose on the U.S. women's national team. The correct answer is Justin Rose Lavelle. She was a starter on the U.S. women's national team in 2019. Scored a goal in the final game against the Netherlands. Gotcha. I had an internal battle going in my head as to whether or not to Venmo bomb back five bucks or not. But I, I, I could kind of see it on your face there. <laughs> I, I decided to. I decided against it. He doesn't need my. He doesn't need my patronage. He's doing just fine. Oh. All right. Question four. This former NFL commissioner who oversaw the creation of Monday Night Football in 1970 was also named to 12 All-Star teams, won a 1978 NBA championship with the Washington Bullets, and is currently a radio analyst for his alma mater, Houston Cougars. We're checked in. Chalk on a vanilla fudge swirl, checking in. Broken, you can talk this one out. So it's Pete Rozelle. Yes. And so like an Ellis or? That's, it's not Ellis. And what I'll tell you is the only reason I know this is because in back-to-back -back years, there was the same NBA finals where the Washington Bullets beat the Seattle Supersonics oh, and okay. in 78. And then in 79, the Sonics beat the Bullets. Uh, and there's only one name that <laughs> on those teams that matches up. And I believe this is Pete Rose, Elvin Hayes. Oh, Elvin Hayes. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hayes and Unseld were the two you know, monsters on that Bullets team. So we are checking in with Pete Rose, Zelvin Hayes. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl, your answer? Well, I forgot that the Wizards won an NBA championship. So at first I was like, what? Or the Bullets, sorry, the Bullets. I was like, oh, wow. Um, but yeah, like Marcus said, there, there's only two guys on that team. It was either Unseld or, or Elvin Hayes. So once I asked Dan who the commissioner was and he said Roselle, we also checked in with Pete Rose, Elvin Hayes. All right, both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Pete Rose, Alvin Hayes. Alvin Hayes led the NBA in scoring as a rookie with 28.4 points per game and is the 10th leading scorer in NBA history or 12th if you include ABA stats. He was really a prolific scorer. It's kind of amazing that he's not really thought of 
in the same light as the other people on the top 20 or 25 on the all-time scoring list. Honestly, him and Wes Unseld, like criminally underrated. Neither one of them gets a lot of love, and they were both just excellent players. All right, question five. This 2009 and 2012 Daytona 500 winner, who spent most of his career riding the number 17 car, is a three-time Pro Bowl linebacker, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame, and a 1998 Super Bowl champion. We'll check in. All right, chalk and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Broken, you can talk this one out. Yeah, so just when they got it, I sent over, because we had the Matt Kenseth, the number 17 DeWalt car from Wisconsin. Missing Wisconsin guy. Hey, I can I say that I typed that right away? Woo! I knew it too, Good but job, I mean, Marcus. yeah. Cool. Good job. I was just trying to think of anybody who played for that Denver team that also played for the Eagles. And I don't think he was a starter on that Denver team, but I thought no, Seth, no, Seth no, no. Joyner was on that team. I agree with you. So so we're checking in with Matt Ken Seth Joyner. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Well, I had Matt Kenseth after you said uh, 2009-2012 Daytona. I had it then. Um, so then the rest of our time were spent trying to figure out who a linebacker named Seth was. And I could not c- come up with, we didn't come up with anything. And um, then I had visions of, of uh, an Eagle wearing number 99 and I could not come up with the name. And finally it, it, it clicked Matt Ken Seth Joyner. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Matt Ken Seth Joyner. So he played in two Super Bowls in a row. He was on the Packers in 97 and then the Broncos in 98. So he lost the Super Bowl in 97 and then he won the Super Bowl in 98 and 98 was his last season in the NFL. To be honest with you, I didn't even know he played for the Packers that year. Bomb back and close his ears for a second. Where I know Seth Joyner from, Tech Mobile. (laughs) Video games, baby. (laughs) That's where I know him from. That That Eagles defense was tight. All right, so after the first quarter, um, Marcus and I have redeemed ourselves a little bit, and the teams uh, all got the same amount of points here, four correct and one wrong. Thank you, Rose Lavelle. Uh, So now it is 110 points for Chocolate and Vanilla Fudge Swirl and 90 points for Broken. I thought thought he had a theme there because it was Ellison and then uh, Rose Lavelle and then Pete Roselle, and I was like, Whose L name is going to be the fifth one here? I was like, is this going to be John Elway? Like, what, what's going L. on? McPherson. Right, yeah, I was like, L. Woods. <laughs> John Elway did not win the 2009 and 2012 Daytona 500. That much I can tell you. Oh, darn. He did win biggest gums. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Gina Davis fight over that in my head. <laughs> Sun's out, gums out. <laughs> We gotta make a shirt. Sun's out and goes. Oh my god, it's too good. It's too good. I think I think John Elway and Chris Bosch have a between who's the best player and team mascot for when Bosch was with the Raptors and and Elway with the Broncos because Elway has some horse teeth for sure. Bosch just looked like a dinosaur. And Bosch looked like a dinosaur. Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting us off track. No worries. All right. Today's second quarter is Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points.
Question one. Nine years for the raise. Reverse the billy goat curse. Utility man. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that's it. All right, we can check in. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Broken, you can talk this one out. So, 2016 Cubs utility man. I played for the Rays first. Oh, 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 uh, Ben Zobrist. Oh, here you go. Right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So, let's check in with Ben Zobrist. All right, broken, checking in with Ben Zobrist. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. I watched him play in uh, rookie level ball because he played here for the local Tri-City Valley Cats, the Houston Astros affiliate. It is Ben Zobrist. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist won two World Series in a row. Different teams, 2015 Royals and then 2016 Cubs. Question two. Michigan alum, three-time Super Bowl winner, Pats, Jets, Chiefs, Broncos. Do you, how do you feel about that? I yeah, that's the best I'm gonna do. I'm okay. I I feel decent about it. Not great, but we'll check in. All right, broken. Checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Your answer. You can talk this one out. Might use the whole time on this one. All right. So Thinking it's someone from those from the earlier. Uh... Patriots. It's it's either got it right because it's got to be either all with the Pats or two with the Pats, one with the Chiefs last year. I can't it, think it, of anybody that fits right because Jets and Broncos obviously don't fit in there. Um, it's not Tim Tebow, even though he played for the Jets and the Broncos, and I think the Pats signed him at one point. Um, so who who were some of the stalwarts on those? On yeah, those I was Pats I was thinking teams. maybe someone on the the O line perhaps, um, but that was even before like Logan Mankins, right? So, uh, I mean, the stalwarts would have been like Richard Seymour, Willie McGinnis, Brewski. Not any of those guys. Oh, what about Ty Law? He went to Michigan. Yeah, and he played for the Pats and Jets, yeah, he and I did. think he finished that's... with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be him. All right, we're going to check in with Ty Law. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in with Ty Law. Broken, your answer? <laughs> yes, I uh, I had the same thought process. I was like, this is – I mean, you, you said or the Chiefs last year, but the Broncos definitely won in that time frame too. The thing that made me hesitate is I knew Ty Law went to Michigan. I remember Pat's Jets – and I kind of remembered the Chiefs, and then I was like, I have no idea. I didn't know he finished with the Broncos, but we weren't really, you know, Matt and I were talking, and we were like, I don't think we're going to get any better than that. So we also checked in with Ty Law. I broke in, checking in with Ty Law. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Ty Law. Ty Law played on the Patriots from 95 to 04, and then was on the Jets for one year in 05, and then was on the Chiefs from 06 to 07, and then went back to the Jets in 08 and finished his career with the Broncos in 09. Question three, Naismith POI, drafted by Michael Jordan, now on Phoenix Suns. Yeah, 100%. Did I get a question right? Yes, let's uh, check that in. We're checking in. All right, broken. It's checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk this one out. If, if Matt got it right. If I, Matt got it right, that's got to be it. I, I think I'm right. I think it's Frank Kaminsky, <laughs> right? 
yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. The, Sorry. Damn it. Damn no, it. As, soon as, I, as soon as I started saying it, I was like, dummy, why are you saying this? It was, it was <laughs> two of the th- right. we had two of the three, right? I mean, he's on the Suns, right? And he was drafted by, he was drafted by the Hornets or yeah. the Bobcats or whoever it was yeah. at that point. Yeah, we're, we're going to check in with Frank Kaminsky. All right, Chocolate and Vanilla Fudd Swirl checking in with Frank Kaminsky and both teams receiving points. Our answer is Frank Kaminsky. You yeah, were on it Matt. before. You were on it before we got it. Before I said that. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's okay, the only yeah, name I typed there. Yeah. 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 So so Matt actually texted or, or put in the chat all you, and then I <laughs> said so somebody who played for Charlotte, and then he just went Kaminsky, the Wisconsin big guy, and went, oh my god, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyways. What a meteoric rise from his sophomore year to his junior year. The guy barely played his freshman and sophomore year, averaged four points a game as a sophomore, and then just turned into this all-pro guy as a junior and the Naismith Player of the Year as a senior. And now he's trash. I mean, he's serviceable. He's, not he's great, better than but... Sam he Decker. minutes for a decent Suns team. All right, question four. Snuck one past Brodeur, sent the Rangers to the cup, number 32. I'm out, Matt. That's all yep. you. Yep. Matt versus Dan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go ahead and check in. All right. Broken checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fuck swirl. You can talk this one out. Uh, yeah, I can name current Rangers, and that's not going to help. So I'm, I'm trying to think who. Who was who on that team? Um, I don't know who put that goal in. I mean, Mike Gartner was on the team. Um, Adam Graves was on that team. Uh, Messier, of course, was on that team. Of course. Um, Mike Richter. Sergei Zuboff. Uh, Any of those guys wear 32? No. And I can't think of who did wear number 32. Brian Leach, but he was a he was number two. Craig McTavish was on that team. I'm just Wow. Sounds like a good team, Dan. It was a they won the cup. Um you could be naming like cat like the names of like people off of a sitcom, and I would be like, Yeah. I honestly Craig player. McTavish does kind of sound like he's from a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not going to get there, Scott. I'm all right. I can't think of it. I'm just, let's just say, I mean, I know it's not right, but let's you named say four more guys on that team that I even knew were on that team. I knew Leach and Messier. So, you know who else was on that team? And we may as well say him Tony Amante. Oh, of course we're going <laughs> to say that. All right, we'll go Tony Amante. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fudge world checking in with Tony Amante and Broken. Your answer? Yeah, I'm wrong, but uh, for some reason I had, uh, I know he's a current player, so this is stupid, but um, I had Stefan Mateau in my ha- in my name, so I just checked in with Stefan Mateau, but I'm pretty... You, I'm sorry, name. did you say Stubbin Mateau? Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> One team receiving points, the correct answer is Stefan Mateau. What? Good pull, Matt. He is not a former player. His, they, his son currently plays... In the NFL and the NHL. Yeah. Yes. So that's. He plays with the Knights, the Golden Knights. spelled differently. It's like one is, I think, S T E F A N and one is S T E P H A N E. But. Wait. 
so I can well, no, I we didn't. So I was thinking s- of the wrong guy. So I mean, well, I was thinking the right name. You were, guy. you were you were thinking of the correct response's son, whose name is also Stefan Meto. I I think you got it. Yeah, you got it right with what? <laughs> Wait a minute, you thought you he was that? a current player, <laughs> and you just said it. You said it like you were. I remember. Said, no, I just remember. So, yeah, whatever. In 1994, in 1994, I only remember that Rangers team because in 94, I was, uh, that was right before I went to basic training. That was in June of 94. And I remember watching games and thinking, I'm not going to watch any sports for a couple of months. And the name, because the name Matt, Matteau, is stuck in my brain. And, and I said, Messier, or I have the name Matteau in my brain. And then I'm thinking, oh, wait, no, Stefan Matteau is a current guy. He plays with the Golden Knights because the, the Wild just played them a couple nights ago. What that's, that's what's insane. That's what's insane is that you <laughs> added the first name. If you just said last name, you would have been correct. But you went and said a first name, and it just happens to also be correct is insanity. It makes no sense. I think that's the most improbable right answer in the history of this podcast. It probably is. I named off like 14 people on that team. <laughs> he named a current player and got it right. <laughs> that is unbelievable. No, nothing will ever top that. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's probably stuck in your head because there's a famous radio call from Howie Rose that went, Matto, 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 the Rangers are headed to the finals. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Stefan Matto, the Rangers players, First name is spelled S-T-E-P-H-A-N-E. And his son's first name is spelled S-T-E-F-A-N. Number five. World number 13. Aussie Open runner-up. Lost to Osaka. Matt, this is a current player, so just name an old player and you'll probably get it right. <laughs> Let's just do that. I'm not, I, I'm not getting yeah. anywhere closer. Sounds good. I will right, we'll check in. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Broken, you can talk this one out. So we don't know anybody other than the Williams sisters or Osaka as far as women's tennis player right now. So, so well, real quick, I, I sent to I sent to Matt. I said if I could ask Josh North, who lives with me, he would know because he bet on it. I remember he was very hammered when he bet on it, and he put like three hundred dollars down. And I was like, why would you do that? And he goes, well, it's free money. And I go, but yeah, but you're risking too much because he only won like forty bucks, but he bet. 300 to win the 40 because Osaka was so heavily favored. So anyways, uh, yeah, we don't know. So Matt. So I was saying, so maybe it is Serena, but maybe it's Venus. I don't know if she's number 14 now. I don't even know if she plays a ton of singles anymore. Um, I know Serena's, isn't she still like in the top five or top three or something? Maybe even number two. Um. Yeah, but I I don't think she played Osaka in the finals. I think you're probably right. So, so who do you want to go with? It's fine. We can just check in with that. Steph- We're not going to get Stephanie it. Stephanie Mateau. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're checking in with Stephanie Mateau. There you go. Stepping on my toe. All right, broke it. Checking in with Stephanie Mateau. Um, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Your answer. All right. First, there's a lot going on here. Um, uh, Marcus, that's the only way I bet on the ponies is uh, I drop a, a big sum on the favorite to to show and make a you know 
small amount on every race and come home with, you know, a decent, decent payday. Um, anyway, that has nothing to do with it. Osaka won the Australian twice, once in 2019 and once this year. I only know that I think the person that she beat this year had the last name of Brady. I don't know a first name. I'm not going to give a first name and I have no idea who she beat in 2019. So we're just going to check in with Brady. Great. Talking in vanilla fudge swirl, checking in with Brady, one team receiving points. It's surprisingly not Stephanie Matteau. The correct answer <laughs> is Jennifer Brady. Not not Jan then. Okay. Oh, Close. I said Marsha so Mad. I do remember this now because we were so our trivia night just opened up here. You know, wearing masks, all that good stuff. And I it was my turn to drive. So Josh was very intoxicated and he didn't remember. The next morning, he goes, wait, why, why did I put $300 on that? And I was like, I, I don't know. You kept babbling about Jennifer Brady. <laughs> That's so dumb. Oh. So after the second quarter, Chocolate and Vanilla Fudge Swirl has 190 points with four correct in that last round. And the We're Broken Boys at 170 with four correct also, heading into halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. So this halftime has a theme. So I'm going to name a year in an award. And you have to name the sports movie that won an Oscar in that category in that year. And just to clarify, the year I give is the year the movie came out. Then the Oscar was the next year in February or March or whenever the Oscars are. Question one, 1981, best picture. Yeah, you can check in. All right, Chalkin' and Vanilla Fudge Swirl checking in. Broken, you can talk someone out. Best pitch? Oh, oh, sure. Is that it? I I mean that's as good as I got. Uh, I mean that's. Uh, so I I sent Matt Raging Bull. I don't know if that's the right year. Um. Well, I was thinking Rocky, but I think well, Rocky was seventy. Rocky was seventy, and he didn't yeah. win Best Picture. That won Best Original Screenplay. Um. Okay, let's go with it. We're gonna check in with Raging Bull. All right. Broken, checking in with Raging Bull, Chalkin and Vanilla Fudd Swirl. Your answer? I've seen, uh, well, until like around 2013, 14, I've seen every picture that that won Best Picture. And uh, this one's going to be Chariots of Fire. Oh. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Chariots of Fire. You guys were close on the year. Raging Bull was 1980, and it yeah. was nominated for Best Picture, but it lost to Ordinary People. Question two. 1996 best supporting actor you just need the name of the movie not the name of you know what you might be right i i think you are right actually all right so let's we, check it in we're gonna check in all right chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in broken you can talk this one out matt did you listen to uh eric and i against neil i recorded that show i was there <laughs> You're creeping in the background. No, no, no. I know that that was the joke. Uh, so you know that I'm, I I've not watched movies that people have watched. 
I mean, I just, I, I'm going to be bad at this, probably. But a supporting, <laughs> but a supporting actor, Oscar in 1986. 1996. 19. Oh, 1996. Wait. Um. Oh. Was that uh? Did Jerry Maguire come out in 96? Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. There you go. All right. Broken checking in with Jerry Maguire um, and Chocolate Vanilla Fudd Swirl, your answer? Yeah. As soon as the year was 96, the only the first thing that jumped in my head was, was Rod Tidwell and Jerry Maguire. So that's also what we checked in with. Both teams are receiving points. Our answer is Jerry Maguire. Question three. 2017 best animated short. We're going to check in. All right, broken checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fud swirl. You can talk this one out. Uh, not much to say. Well, here's the thing. is It's, it's got to be something that is memorable or else. Yeah. I Animated short about sports. oh 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 i don't know what it's called you can help me out maybe it's the one kobe bryant did he 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 won a, he won an oscar for this uh okay it's ringing a bell now yeah yeah but i i don't know if i can come up with the name oh man um i didn't pay much attention to it because i was not a kobe fan when he was alive oh right. shoot the word basketball is in the name and it's it's a real okay. short name. Um I am basketball. It's something like that. I don't think it is I am basketball though, but right. it's something very close to that. Okay. Call me basketball. No. <laughs> it's not it. Um I know you're trying to <laughs> Ah. Dang it. Oh, what is it? Ah, I'm I'm not going to get there, Scott. No. Uh and again, I can see, I can even see like the artwork in my head for it, but not the title. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. A basketball or, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea of a short that's, hey, basketball. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in with, hey, basketball. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fuck swirl checking in with, hey, basketball. Uh, broke in your answer. Oh, so it's definitely Kobe Bryant's thing. And I'm not even sure of the title. Um, I tried to, I tried to uh, get Matt to confirm. And he said, I think so. Dan, you're right. It's a short name. And if I'm right, I hope I am. Oh my gosh. It, I, when I thought about it, I was like, it was a love letter. And so I think the title is Dear Basketball. Yep. On team receiving points, the correct answer is nice. Dear Basketball. Nice job. Nice yep. pull, Marcus. Oh, because that's because that's how I think about it in my mind is that it it was his love letter to basketball, and that's the only yep. reason I got there. I wasn't sure it was right, but whew. Question four. 2010 Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress. Yep. We're checked in. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge. We're all checking in. Broken. You can talk this one out. Oh, oh, this was um, uh, the boxing this, movie. The boxing, yeah, the fighter. The fighter, yeah, with uh, yeah, uh, Christian Bale, Bale and, uh, and Amy um, Adams. Is it Amy Adams? I forget I the 
Yeah. But I think it's the fighter, right? We both agree. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Hmm? All right, we're going to check in with the fighter. All right, Broken checking in with the fighter. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl, your answer? Well, we both sent it to each other at the same time. Um, we said it's the fighter, and yeah, it was uh, Christian Bale and Melissa Leo. Melissa Leo, one. yeah. Oh, the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in with the fighter as well, and both teams receiving points. Her answer is the fighter. All right. Last one in this round, number five, 1986 Best Actor. We check in. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Bro, can you talk this one out? I don't know what year it came out, but I know that Paul Newman won for Color of the Money, but I don't know what year it came out. Um, the color, the color of money. Yeah. Yeah. Then do that. That. I mean, that it would have been right. I thought it would have been more like the early '80s. No, 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 no. I like I like that better than anything I'm gonna come up with. I was just gonna say, is it not like a main you know, mainstream sport movie? So I like that. If you know he won for it, I'd rather us go with that than anything else. Yep, we'll check in with the color of money. All right, Brogan checking in with the color of money, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl, your answer? It's where we got the uh the title to our um most recent episode that dropped a couple days ago. Um it's the color of money. Yep. And both teams receiving points. The correct answer is the color of money. Well done, both of you, on that round. Um, Marcus and Matt got five, and Dan and Scott got four. And after halftime here, Chocolate Vanilla Swirl has 270 points, and we're broken, still behind with 250 points. And that will take us to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter is five on five. Five on five. For this quarter, there will be five categorized lists containing five items each, where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Question one. Name the last five unique winners of the Rocket Richard Trophy given to the NHL's top goal scorer. So many awards. Oh, sorry. Right? They have so many awards in hockey. That was it's completely like, unrelated. It's like person that got their uh, their jersey yeah, no, he, on the fastest gets it. an award. Hey, he said it in the question, you nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say we just go with those two. <laughs> Are you sure? Did you see what I put right before that? We can if you want. Go with all five. No, God, no. Let's go go with all all five. Let's go. We're gonna go ahead and check in. Yeah. You know what? We got seven. Wait. Are you? Wait. Stop. What are we doing? We're gonna check in with all five. No, we're not. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. He's lying. 
Stop doing that. Checking in with right. two. Or three? Hold on. No, it no, doesn't no. Matter. They don't have to. They don't need to say. You. you don't have to say. Okay, got it. I'm just saying that we are checking. In. Matt, Matt's being obnoxious right now. Got it. Okay. Broken is checked in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk this one out. Pasternak won it this year. Yep. Or this last season. Yeah, um, doing my hockey research, I remember coming across that. Ovi has won it a ton. Yeah. Like so many times that this list probably goes back to 2010. Okay. So if we've got Pasternak, Crosby, and Ovi, and we're going back possibly to 2010. Um, I think that gets us Stamkos. Yeah, that's going to put us in that territory. Um, I know the Blackhawks guys were good, but I don't think any of them ever led the league back then. I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable going more than those four. Okay. So yeah. Ovechkin, Pasternak, Stamkos, and Crosby. Sounds All good. Right. Broken your answer. Well, we thought that Ovechkin went so far back that we added Gretzky to this list. So, no, we just went with Crosby and Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah, like I, I honestly thought Stamkos, but he burned me the last time I did a five on five, and I threw Stamkos in there, so I, I didn't want to bring it up. So I hope that's not true. <laughs> Both teams receiving points. The most recent winner, as Dan mentioned, is David Pasternak in twenty nineteen twenty. He tied with Alex Ovechkin. So Alex Ovechkin won and co-won in 2019-20 and eight other times. Sidney Crosby last won in 2016-17 and then won one other time before that. And Steven Stamkos won in 2011-2012. And Corey Perry won in 2010-2011. So Pasternak, Ovechkin, Crosby, Stamkos, and Corey Perry. Question two. Name the five oldest starters in game one of the 2020 NBA Finals. We're going to check in. All right, broken. Checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk this one out. And this is going to come down to who started. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got my list of, you know, six or seven guys. <laughs> Did you, you said this is going to come down to whoever started. I also, I also agree. Yeah. I got like six or seven guys, but it's just going to be which guys. Obviously, LeBron. I'm pretty sure Rondo started. Okay. So those two would be definites, I think. Um, Goran Dragic from Miami. If he started, he's definitely one of them. And then it's just between did Danny Green start for the Lakers, did Dwight Howard start, JaVale McGee, and then on Miami's side, maybe Jay Crowder would probably be the only other guy over there. Okay. I don't know if they were playing Anthony Davis at center because if they did, then it's not going to be Dwight or JaVale. They both would have been off the bench. Are you, are you positive Howard didn't start? I'm not positive. He didn't start. I, he was back and forth throughout the season. He was a starter. Well, McGee was a starter initially. Then Howard started a lot towards the end of the season, but into the playoffs, I don't know if they would have started AD at center just because athletically he matches up with Adebayo better. Okay. Did did Rondo start? I feel more comfortable about Rondo starting than than Dwight Howard. Who are their who are their guards? So Rondo, Caruso, um Danny Green, uh Contavious Caldwell Pope, Avery Bradley mm. would have been their rotation of guards. 
Well, really, only Rondo and Caruso are true points there, and I know Caruso didn't start. I feel good about LeBron Butler. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with you on this one because I, I just, I just don't know. I, I mean, R- Rondo's been. I know he's a back and forth guy too. The, honestly, besides for LeBron and AD, all of their guys go back and forth between starting and coming off the bench. Kyle Kuzma, like basically everyone else, not LeBron or AD. You thought Dragic maybe? I would think he was starting at point for Miami. I, I think Kendrick Nunn was coming off the bench. Would he? Be, is he old enough? Oh yeah, he's okay. at least 30, 31, which for this list would put him on it. Okay. I, I I'm better adding him than than Rondo, honestly. But again, I didn't I, okay. watch it. I, I and that. you're the basketball guy. I just know that Rondo is on and off. You yep. know, no, he is. That whole team is. So with that, we're going to check in with LeBron James, Jimmy Butler, and Goran Dragic. Right, broken. What did you come up with? Uh, Matt came through Jimmy Butler right away. I agree. Um, I was on Danny Green early. I definitely, I think Rondo did start. So we have Rondo, LeBron, Jimmy Butler. And then I was on Danny Green. But I think if I'm just remembering this right, I thought Dwight Howard started. And rather than go for both as much as I wanted to, I had to choose between the two. So I said Dwight Howard instead of green so we are checking in with and and i wanted to go Dragic, but i know he got hurt at some point during the playoffs so i don't know if he started game one so we i i wanted to say it but i thought he got hurt so i just left him out so we were we're checking in with uh rajon rondo lebron james jimmy butler and dwight howard all right i'll say one team is receiving points the Five oldest starters from oldest to youngest are number one, LeBron James at age 35. Number two, Goran Dragic, age 34. He started game one and then he got injured in game one, which is why I specifically uh... specified game one. Number three is Dwight Howard, 34. Number four is Danny Green, 33. And number five is Jimmy Butler, 31. Ray John Rondo came off the bench. The other starters were KCP, KCP, Anthony Davis, Jay Crowder, Bam Adebayo, and Duncan Robinson. Oh, wow. so if Rondo there. would have started, we would have lost it with Butler. Yep. But, but no, Butler's on the list. Right, but if Rondo would have started, he'd have been he older than yeah. He would have left off Butler. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yes, correct. If I would have said Green and left off Rondo, I I would I felt good about Rondo either way. So we yeah, were I would have gone Rondo right. over Green because Green and KCP to me cancel each other out. Yeah. As- LeBron was a de facto point guard on that team, so he started at point guard. KCP started at the two. Danny Green and then AD and Dwight. Question three: Name the five Heisman Trophy winners who received the greatest percentage of possible points the year in which they won. Note: vacated trophies count. We'll check in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Broken. You can talk this one out. So I remember them talking about this when Burrow won. That a bunch of on guys yeah. recently have gotten over that ninety percent mark. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have said vacated if if Reggie wasn't on this. Right. Correct. So I'm pretty sure at least Joe Burrow and Reggie Bush are on that list. 
I agree. Then I'm fairly certain that Baker Mayfield's on this list also. I mean, I'll go with you on it. Um, I'm trying to think back to that race and who was in it. Like Hurts. 17, right? Because yeah. he's into his... Because they lost to Georgia that year. And that was the year it was like Fromm versus two. Well, Tua came in and Hurts did have a good year. I, I Okay, I'll go with you on Mayfield. So we're saying Burrow, Bush, Mayfield. And the only reason I bring up Barry Sanders is because he set marks that are so insane. But it was, you know, 1988. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The the other one that I could think of that I thought was on that list, but was Marcus Mariota, but I have very little thunder behind that one. I try to block that one out of my mind. I can't in good (laughs) conscience say yes or no. So what, um, should we just no, go with, honestly, uh, with with Burrow, Bush, and Mayfield? Sure. I'm not I, I'd like to say Barry Sanders just because of the statistics, but there who knows? There could have been people who voted against him because they're dumb. We can do we can add him if you want. God, it seems We're insane. We're gonna lose to anyway, so we'll just go ahead. All right, and do fine. Whatever you want. Let's say okay, wow. fine. Let's check in with Burrow Bush, Mayfield, and Sanders. All right. Chocolate vanilla fudge swirl. Your answer? Completely forgot about Joe Burrow. I don't know yep. how I did that. Yep, we did. So we said we said Reggie Bush for sure. Um, pretty sure Ricky Williams is going to be up there. And then uh, we said also uh, Cam Newton. All right. Neither team receiving points on this question. Ooh. It's going to be Sanders. Number one is Joe Burrow in 2019. 93.8% of the vote. Number two, Reggie Bush, 2005, 91.77% of the vote. Number three, Troy Smith in 2006, 91.63% of the vote. Number four, Marcus Mariota, 2014, 90.92% of the vote. And number five, Baker Mayfield, 2017, 86% of the vote. Yeah, so in 1988, when Sanders won the Heisman Trophy, he was going up against Troy Aikman and Rodney Pete. Oh, so Rodney. Got, yeah, yeah. He got those, enough votes where those two turds didn't end up in. <laughs> got ran for twenty six hundred yards. Unbelievable. Yeah, so he only got sixty eight point twenty seven percent of the vote. You're, Marcus, you're not not going to give a Heisman vote to the guy whose wife was in Twenty One Jump Street. Okay, <laughs> Rodney Pete's got to get some votes. All right. I was about to. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Troy Smith, yeah, Dan mentioned Troy Smith, and I was trying to think of who the other finalists were that year. And Dan, Ricky Williams was sixth, so good thinking. Um, And then Cam was eighth at 81.55. Question four. Name the five MLS stadiums that are also the home stadium of an NFL team. Former stadium names are fine. I know they change all the time, as long as I know what you're talking about. Let's go with let's go with the the ones you typed out. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're checked in. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl is checked in, broken. You can talk this one out. So the ones we're pretty sure about. I said Gillette Stadium. I'm ninety percent sure that the revolution play there. And um, you said I said Lumen Field or CenturyLink Field or Quest Field. Uh, <laughs> the Seahawks stadium. So uh, we said, we'll go with Lumen because that's the new name. So we said Lumen Awful. Field. Oh. Then I'm almost certain that uh, 
that the Atlanta MLS team plays in the new, what is it, the Mercedes Stadium or something? Yeah, I know it's like Mercedes so Benz. The, well, yeah, but they they sponsored two stadiums. It's the Mercedes Benz Superdome, and then I don't know exactly. I, I'm I'm sure Ian will. I mean, we're saying the Mercedes, the Atlanta Mercedes Stadium, however but, you say that. Yeah, but right off the bat, we said almost certainly no NFL team that has natural grass would let them play on a natural grass stadium because it would chew up the stadium too much. Well, they, I, I mean, they, but for some reason, I'm thinking that that Chicago team does play at Soldier Field, but. I thought you said that was like a for sure rule that you said no team plays on grass. Oh, no, no. That was just my rule. I oh. was just saying that that's <laughs> oh. I, I, if I was the, you know, field turf person. But they don't play at the them. same time, right? Yeah, but have you seen soccer fields, soccer pitches after they play on them? They chew the crap. No, out of I don't watch fields. that. Yeah, OK. Yeah, Marcus <laughs> has good taste. <laughs> so, I no. mean, Chicago and then... um well, if you feel good about Chicago, then let's say Chicago. Well, so I don't know. Who, so um, the ML, there was an MLS team that played at Seafoam Stadium in LA. LA? Uh, the Chargers um, played there. Um, yeah, but the Chargers are now in SoFi Stadium. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm thinking if he's thinking that it's, you know, current, it has to be a current team. Right. You said you thought that. They played at Mile High, the the Colorado team, Colorado Rapids. That's the other one that I was thinking too. Okay, so do you want to add them as our th- as our third? So we said Mercedes in Atlanta. We said Lumen Field. We said Gillette. Do you want to do? So you want to add a fourth? Go with I'm asking, Mile High? I'm asking you. This is this is your. I I threw in Barry Sanders because I'm a dumbass. So you got to make the. Well, choice we got to make up some points. So if we're gonna make up points and we're gonna gamble, let's go with Mile High and Chicago. So Soldier Field and Mile High Stadium. Or we just take the three that we're pretty confident in. It's up to you, man. <laughs> no, I don't really care. You know I'm gonna lose anyway. So <laughs> Okay. Should we uh should we play it smart and do the three? Yes, play it smart, do the three. Okay. We're gonna check in with Gillette Stadium, Quest Field, and Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fud swirl, your answer. So apparently I really don't know what I'm talking about, Scott. I thought for sure Sounders had their own stadium. I thought for sure they did, which will work out well for us because we didn't say them. So, so yes, the Revolution play at Gillette. Atlanta United plays at the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, I believe is what it's called. And the Chicago Fire play at um, Soldier Field. Those are the three I knew for sure. We didn't gamble on anything else. So that's so. what we went over. And both teams are receiving points. The five stadiums are Gillette Stadium, home to the Patriots and the Revolution, Lumen Field, home to the Seahawks and the Sounders, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, home to the Falcons and Atlanta United, Nissan Stadium, home to the Titans and Nashville SC, and Soldier Field, home to the Bears and the Fire. I had it. I had Nissan written down. I'm glad we didn't go for it, Matt. Yeah, so so Denver wasn't on there? Okay, good. Yeah, they have their own stadium, Dick's Sporting Goods Park. In oh, Commerce nice. City, Colorado. They play at the Dick. They, they do. Deux, I think is how you say Dick's it. Dick's Sporting <laughs> Good Park. Okay. Wasn't yeah, wasn't Mile High sports. named after a sporting goods company too? Was it? Ooh, yeah, Mile High yeah. Sports. No, 
Oh, no, it no. When I went there to watch a Packer it? game a few years ago, it was like, uh, what was the name of that? Sports Authority Stadium. Yeah, and then Sports Authority yeah. went out of business. Yeah, wasn't it like Sports know, Authority at Mile High Stadium or something like that? Something, yeah, it was something some, like that. It was weird. Anyway, okay, cool. All right, so both teams receiving points. Question five: Name the five most represented sports outside of the Big Four. In the sports in the sports century, top 100 North American athletes of the 20th century. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and check in, Ian. All right, broken checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk this one out. All right, so we're gonna track boxing and golf for sure, right? I can't imagine they wouldn't be on there, all of them. I I do like your idea of horse racing. It might be. I mean, I know this list. I'm pretty sure Secretariat's on the list. Do you think there could be any more? Possibly Willie Shoemaker. Right. Yeah. That would not give us the Eddie Acaro, actually. Okay. All three of them might be on there. Yeah. So is there um, anything else? I don't think tennis would have much. Right. I mean, well. Auto racing, maybe. 99. Yeah. Yeah. Because. You could have like Richard Petty, Richard, yeah, Mario Andretti, maybe AJ Foyt, Earnhardt Senior could be on there, yeah, maybe ninety nine, maybe tennis could be right because we'd have Arthur Ashe for tennis, yeah, probably a couple of people in the eighties, probably Navratilova would probably be on there, maybe Billie Jean King, maybe I like the three that we said, yeah. Now that I think about it, there may be more than one horse on this list too. That's what I was wondering, right? Like any of the triple crown winners from yeah man of war probably yeah i kind of like that too and yeah. the other would really like that is nicole citation or seattle slough might be on I, here i think citation might be on there I, i've seen the list along with shoemaker and Arcaro. so yeah i you want to go with those four yeah i i feel good about that that right. this, this fourth one is for you nicole all right, we'll go track, boxing, golf, and horse racing, the sport of kings. All right, Brooke, in your answer? Uh, we went with tennis, golf, swimming, boxing, and track and field. One team receiving points. Number one is track and field with 12. Number two is tennis with eight. Number three is boxing with seven. Number four is golf with six. Number five is horse racing with five. How is Mark Spitz not on that list? I figured he it wouldn't be the enough. Only one. Yeah, there's not enough. Sw- who else is going to be on there? It's a swimmer. Yeah, so the five what, horse racing. It doesn't matter who else. Oh, wait. Yeah, Did they got to be highly represented. Highly represented. Ooh, that's my fault. Yep. So the five in horse I pulled racing. an Eric. That's my fault. <laughs> so the five in horse racing are Secretariat was number 35. Bill Shoemaker was 57. Mm. Eddie Acaro was 66. Man of War was 84. And Citation was 97. I was thinking swimmers, but I'm like, outside of Greg, Smith, Greg Spitz, I don't know who Greg else. Spitz. Or, sorry, Mark Spitz. I was thinking of Greg Luganis in my head. Like, outside of Mark Spitz, I was like, I don't know who else in 1999, like, uh, that would be on there. So Yeah, next was auto racing with three. AJ Foyt, Richard Petty, and Mario Andretti. That's a good question. All right, so after the third quarter... We're broken. I uh, got only two. We only got points in two of those questions there, Marcus. Uh, so we have 300 points going into the fourth. This Chocolate Vanilla Swirl did pretty good. They only missed points on one of them and has a total of 410. Now it's time for the fourth quarter. 
the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories for today are World Wide Web, Safari, Internet Explorer, Google Chrome, and Mozilla Firefox. World Wide Web is about UFC. Safari is about the World Cup. Internet Explorer is about college basketball. Google Chrome is about Bay Area sports. And Mozilla Firefox is about the NFL. Now that the wagers are in, now onto the questions. Question one, World Wide Web. On February 10th, 2019, Anderson the Spider Silva was defeated by Israel Adesanya in UCF 234. Adesanya was born in one country, but moved to a different one at age 10 and still lives there today. Name either country. We can check in. All right, broken, checked in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk this one out. Wow, that was fast. Um, yeah, I don't know who that is. I've heard the name from, on this podcast before. The only but... Israel I know is the guy that uh, from Hawaii that plays the uh, ukulele. Oh, I know Israel Gutierrez <laughs> from Around the Horn. Israel Bissell was a uh, founding, not a founding father, but someone who uh, rode just a, rode a, a horse around to tell the British were coming a lot longer than uh, Paul Revere did. Bissell, is that, isn't that a vacuum? Yeah, he also created the vacuum cleaner. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I. we can just throw out a guess. I, I don't know where he would have moved to. I mean, it could be anywhere. The name to me sounds Nigerian. Yeah. And we've got so much riding on this that, you know, we should yeah, you're right. we probably should take a, forever to think about it. I was going to say, yeah, we should put a lot of thought into it. All right. Don't they call him the Nigerian uh, dream? Yeah, that's what they call him. All right. I have we're no idea. We're going to check in with Nigeria for zero points. All right. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in with Nigeria for zero points. Uh, broken your answer and your wager. I didn't consult with Matt because I know this. You heard this, Scott, because I wrote a question about this person. Mm -hmm. uh, Israel Adesanya um, is nicknamed not the Nigerian, whatever you said. Dream. <laughs> the Nigerian dream. He's the last style bender. And he is Nigerian, Dan. And he moved to New Zealand. We checked in with uh, <laughs> New Zealand for 69 points. All right. Nice. Oh. Both teams are correct. Um, Marcus nailed that he's from Nigeria and he moved to New Zealand. Question two, Safari. At the 2010 FIFA World Cup final in South Africa, Spain defeated the Netherlands one to zero on a goal from Andres Iniesta with four minutes remaining in extra time. That goal is Iniesta's second of the World Cup, which put him three behind the team leader. Which striker led Spain with five goals in the tournament? We're going to go ahead and check that in, Ian. Very broken, checking in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk it out. First thing I, I typed to Dan was not Andres Escobar. Rip. He, he would be Colombian. Right, and he's also not with us. That's I'm true. Gonna a, I'm going to do a bump in his honor. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Do do cocaine. No, 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 no. Wait. What? No. <laughs> a bump. <laughs> right. Fist bump. That's it. That's the only... 
<laughs> the only kind of bump you want as a kid. If you have other bumps, that's you might Columbia. want to see a doctor. Uh, so a striker that's a Spaniard. The list of Spanish strikers that I know begins and ends with one name. And I don't even know the first name. It's okay. uh, it, Villa. V-I-L-L-A is the like, only one that I... Like, like that Poncho. I yes, like Poncho, yeah. But that's the only that's the only one I know. So okay. I mean, inventor of the poncho, by the way. Um, I mean, why not then? If that's the only one you can think of, I take that back. I know uh, Andres Iniesta as well. This but, is true, but I didn't know him until about three minutes ago. So yeah, I mean, unless you can think of anything else, we got to nope. go with it, Via. I like for, it for twenty-one points. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Checking in with Via for twenty-one points. Broken, your answer and your wager. Uh, I'm going to get this out of the way. We wagered zero points. So what we are going to answer and check in with is Rico Suave himself. We are checking in with Gerardo. Rico. Broken checking in with Rico Suave, Gerardo. And one team receiving points. The correct answer is David Villa. <laughs> nice. So, hey, when in doubt, name the one person you know, I guess. I mean, they did that. Gerardo. <laughs> <laughs> Question three, Internet Explorer. Lionel Simmons of the LaSalle Explorers was named National College Player of the Year in 1990 and was subsequently taken seventh overall in the 1990 NBA draft. He was named to the all-rookie team in 1991, but lost out on Rookie of the Year to this New Jersey net. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah, Scott. I, I, that, that just makes too much sense not to be, I think. Yeah. All right, let's check in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in. Broken, you can talk this one out. Ooh, so I heard this, and I think of early 90s nets, and I think of two people. The first one I sent to Matt was Derek Coleman. Uh, the second one... I said Drazen Petrovic, and Matt said no. Coleman rings a bell, so <laughs> I guess that's what we're going with. All right, Broken um, going with Coleman yeah. for how many points? Sixty-nine points. All right, Broken going with nice. Coleman for sixty-nine points. Chopping nice. and vanilla fudge swirl. Your answer? Yeah, as soon as you said the years and that, so I was like, this has to be the number one overall pick in ninety, which is Derek Coleman. So we also checked in with Derek Coleman for a very nice 60 points. All right, chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checking in with Derek Coleman for 60 points and both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Derek Coleman. Scott mentioned he was the first overall pick in the 1990 NBA draft and he is Syracuse's second all-time leading scorer behind some guy named Lawrence Moden who played for the Grizzlies for two years in the late 90s. Lawrence Moden? Interesting. M-O-T-E-N. And he played in the 90s? Yeah. Huh. Never in my life heard that name. Question four, Google Chrome. In addition to the starting trio of Madison Bumgarner, Tim Lincecum, and Matt Cain, four relievers were on all three Giants World Series teams in the 2010s. Name two of the four. Let's check in with those. Okay. All right. Broken is checked in. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. You can talk this one out. I'm positive that my boy Sergio Romo was on. Oh, yeah. That's the first name I, I typed. Yeah. I'm, I'm positive of that. He Did he take over the closer duties when Wilson left? I believe I think he, he did. Right? did. 
So like for their last one, he probably would have been the closer. I I, I feel pretty good about Javi Lopez. I do too. He's the lefty specialist. He had the funky wind up. He was he played for them for a long time. And all the other names that, that I threw out, I don't feel confident enough that they were on all three teams. Right. I'm I'm good with going with Lopez and Romo. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Javi Lopez and Sergio Romo. All right, chocolate and vanilla foot swirl. Um, checking in with Javi Lopez and Sergio Romo for how many points? For 50 points. Broken, your answer? Shout out to uh, Trevor Plouffe out on sequence. He, they did a, a nasty breakdown talking about Sergio Romo striking out uh, Cabrera uh, for, I think, the last out of the world, one of those World Series. I think it was 12, right? Or was that 10? I can't remember. Anyway, so yeah, Sergio Romo was one of them. Then we were going back and forth on a bunch of different names, but the one that we uh, that we closed in on was Casilla, and I think his first name is Santiago, but we just went with Casilla. All right, so about him, Dan. Damn it, broken. Checked in with Romo and Casilla for how many points? Sixty-nine, baby. Yeah. Romo and Casilla for sixty-nine points, and both teams are receiving points. The four relievers are Sergio Romo, Santiago Casilla, Javi Lopez, and Jeremy Felt. Oh, Jeremy! Oh. Jeremy! Adam. Yeah, Darty said Felt. So, so our end of our discussion was between Casilla and Felt, and I was like, ah, I don't like Felt, so we went with Casilla. <laughs> good on you, Matt. <laughs> Question five: Mozilla Firefox. Following a 2-14 and 14 season in 2010, the Carolina Panthers fired head coach John Fox and replaced him with Ron Rivera. What team was Rivera coaching directly before taking the Panthers' job, and what was his title? Let's check in, then. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirls checked in. Broken, you can talk this one out. <laughs> what do you got, Matt? <laughs> a weird face. Yeah, it looks like you aren't sure who farted or... <laughs> or you're in the process of farting oh yeah that was earlier when i accidentally earlier when i accidentally uh, muted marcus instead of muting myself as when i was farting yeah so, you're like oh yeah um, no we heard because you didn't mute yourself <laughs> you were like oh he looked like somebody there. asked him what the square root of 43 was <laughs> during a fart so i know during that rivera a was a defensive coordinator for two teams yes i think one of the chargers well, I didn't think about the Chargers, but I definitely knew he was for the Bears because, you know, when it was happening, they talked about it constantly. Yeah, because well, he was played on 85 Bears, and he's the defensive coordinator for the Bears. No Bears. Oh, Ritz Grossman. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> but if I recall correctly, those Bears teams from like that, when he was the defensive coordinator, he they weren't all that great, and he ended up, I think he ended up going to Chargers after the Bears. Sure about that. Because I thought he was in the Bears like in the like the earlier mid two thousands. You're positive he wasn't the DC on the Super Bowl team because that was oh seven. Was the Super Bowl team oh seven? Yeah, I mean besides Erlager, that defense wasn't well. No, Lance Briggs, Mike Brown. You know, no, you're right. You're right. Tina you're Tillman. Right. You're that right. was a good. I get it. Okay, good. you're right. I was wrong. Sorry. No. You may not be wrong about what you're saying. I'm just you. Yeah, no, what no, you're I'm saying about the Bears? Why would he have gotten is, fired and went to the Chargers then? Well, they could. Somebody could have paid him more. I mean, just like any Super Bowl team, but it's, it's the Bears. coaches. Everyone it's... loves the Bears. I mean, it's... 
Why did we use a Smokey Dub Bear voice? What is it because they're talking about? No, it's because everyone loves Ron Rivera in Chicago as if he's some sort of only you can prevent DC hires. Yeah, exactly. And I forgot to start the timer on this one. People kind of like Ron Rivera everywhere, I think, now because you know, hey, he beat cancer. The cancer that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I don't have a strong feeling. I just wanted to clarify, I guess. But do we know that Um, he was, was he the defensive coordinator for the Chargers? I mean, he he's, couldn't he's have not gotten, an offensive guy. He's not an offensive guy. No, I'm just saying he couldn't have been like a quality control or like a linebacker's coach or something like that. Oh, I'm sure he could have, but usually usually it's a per, unless you get fired for crappy defenses, which we both agree that he didn't, right? The mm. that Bears defense was very good. Um you usually don't downgrade. I think it's possible that he went from DC job to DC job. Cuz like I said, uh, there's always so much attrition from both Super Bowl teams because people want to sign, you know, people that have been successful. So if you're if you're confident that that happened after, I'm I'm good with going with that. If you want to say so, you want to say Chargers defensive coordinator? That's that's my guess. Yeah. Okay. I I feel I feel good about that. We're gonna go so ahead and you, check in with that, yeah. Ian. All right, Broken checking in with Chargers defensive coordinator for how many points? 69 points. Broken checking in with Chargers defensive coordinator for 69 points. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl, your answer and your wager. So, you know, normally if you've got to choose between the Bears and the Chargers, you got a 50% chance of getting it right. But with Ron Rivera, he was a defensive freak. So really only a 25% chance of it being the Bears. But then when you throw the Panthers in the mix, that's a 66 and a third percent chance that he could have been at, well, what we ended up saying was <laughs> the San Diego Chargers for... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, defensive coordinator. Yeah, defensive coordinator, San Diego Chargers for uh, 60. Points. And I actually, and I, I'm pretty sure I knew that because... <laughs> I used the Chargers a lot in Madden back then, and I would use them. Yeah, if this is for you, Josh. I would use them in franchise mode, and this is when they had, you know, Sean Merriman and Donnie Edwards and all those guys. And I, I'm pretty sure I remember Ron Rivera being the DC back so, then. Come so, on to our podcast, Sean. That's all we're saying. Yeah, seriously, well, lights out. So long story short, we have a 141 and two thirds percent chance of having that answer right. <laughs> so chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl checks in with. San Diego Chargers defensive coordinator for 60 points, and both teams are receiving points. He was the defensive coordinator of the San Diego Chargers for two years from 2008 to 2010 before becoming the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Broken finishes with a respectable 576 points, and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Alex Tanny Award with 601 points is Chocolate and Vanilla Swirl. Chocolate and vanilla fudge swirl. Thank you. Woohoo. Oh, I forget the, the fudge. fudge in there. Yeah, sorry about that. Wow. Anything you guys would like to say before we call it a night? I'm 3 and 0 in games that Ian has appeared in. So, Ian, keep your schedule open. And I'll let you know when I'm available. You be available. I, you you can just sit in here and, and give anecdotes. I don't care what capacity you're on the show, but I I broke a very long losing streak today and I know that you're the common denominator, so we're, I'm going to Siamese twin you uh, for the re- remainder of this podcast. Sounds good. 
you're saying when Ian hosts the show, you have a 141 and two thirds percent chance of winning the game. <laughs> that so far has proven to be accurate. Yes. Or less. <laughs> two thirds. You, you have to stop saying that or I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Ian, you're now at the point where, you know, with long, uh, with most of our folks who come on and want to host a bench warmer needs to kind of review their game and ensure that it's not too crazy. I do a bad job at that. I've let a couple of sneak by the five hole recently, but anyway, uh, your games now are to the point where they don't need to be reviewed by a bench. Uh, shout warmer. out to bomb back and Eric. They helped me. Oh, um, did they? Okay. They did help me, yes. Well, there you go. Gotta give credit but either credit. way, I think uh. you, you don't need, I mean, it's nice to always have it, have somebody review it just to see how hard it is. But you know, anyway, and shout out to you because you fostered what I think has to be one of my, one of the, not one of the funniest uh, episode titles, but one that I laughed the hardest at. Because if we're going to call this episode, sun's out, gums out. I, I think, yes. I think I'm going to laugh and giggle at that every time I see it. So I just want that so, graphic. Good job. <laughs> I know. That's why I just laughed about the graphic. Picturing it. <laughs> oh. Scott, I'm just glad that I was not uh, forced to ride the L train today. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll take it. We'll take the win. Ian, great game. Um, I believe my first appearance, Matt and I were a team. Yeah. And uh, this is our first time doing that since. And that was a lot of fun. I felt like we complimented each other very well. And uh, yeah, it's a little behind the curtain i've since i've started coaching i i haven't been able to be a part as much as i would like to be and i appreciate everybody that's on this episode because uh i needed this badly so appreciate <laughs> all of you guys thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast and until next time we'll keep the bench warm that ball hit high and deep stretch stretch Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. Boy, boy, do I have... I'm glad that I have Kells on my speed dial. Was so. just gonna, no, whoa, no. <laughs> you can have Neil. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, take Neil. I'll take Neil. I'll take Neil. Oh, that would be oh. awesome. <laughs> Listen, we're called Chocolate and Vanilla Fudge Swirl. If anyone gets Kells, it's us. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right, yeah. Well, Neil's the vanilla, I have every so. right. <laughs> but Neil, I'll make I'll make Neil honorary chocolate. There you go. <laughs> hey, that Neil, that's your new nickname. Neil Honor- honorary, honorary honorary chocolate. <laughs>